Welcome to the Noble Ape Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and it's been a remarkably busy few days. Busy in an electronic sense rather than a physical sense, I actually took three days off from work this week in order to do a number of things, a number of tidy-ups, try to kickstart the book project and get a sense of where the agents were that were still interested in this whole artificial life thing. UK seems to be the epicentre, although there are still a couple on the East Coast, so fingers crossed with regards to narrowing it down to potentially one agent or possibly possibly one in the US and one in the UK. I will inform more when I know more. But apparently these things just take a phenomenal length of time, which is why I've been slow to editorialise anything until something actually happens. I'd like to welcome all the Podcast 411 listeners who have subscribed to this podcast based on my interview with Rob. The interview was taken possibly, I think, 12 days prior to the actual release of the audio, and somewhat surreally, it was just at the start of the Douglas Adams deep linking fiasco, so I was probably a little angry. In any case, I interviewed Steve Grant not once but twice over the past three days. And the first one was an amazing interview, and the second one, I had to cut a good section of it. He talked a little bit about open source. I do feel some degree of responsibility when I'm interviewing someone not to actively disagree with them in the interview, and the open source point in particular, he just stated a number of things which were internally inconsistent. And I thought, well, I could either be a sophist and just work him through his thinking, or I could just leave it be and probably cut it. And he sent me an email afterwards saying he thought there was too much politics and organisation in this interview, in the second interview. And I agreed in some regards, said that I'd cut almost all the politics from the interview, and we've agreed that the third one will be on neural networks and artificial intelligence and Lucy and what he's doing currently. So that one's going to be recorded probably in about a week plus time. So if you're staying tuned to biota.org with the view that I'll have another Steve Grand interview in the feed within the next few days, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. My plan today was to record a podcast with regards to fear and desire. And these are two fundamental terms in the Noble Ape simulation. As I move into ways of explaining things in Noble Ape without formulae, which has always been my interest in some regard, these two concepts are very easy to describe in an abstract sense. When I was originally starting thinking about recording this podcast, I thought, well, what I'll do is just read from Noble Ape Philosophic, because that explains fear and desire in context. But I thought it may be more interesting to take an anthropological or even possibly sociological view at what fear and desire fundamentally are. I think in most contemporary societies, in fact societies throughout history, fear and desire have been both attributed to the individual as well as the group. Now I probably should give some definition here. Fear can emotionally be described as that kind of shock characteristic when something either hurtles towards you or you get knocked over or something shocking happens to you and it's a very immediate reaction. It's a very emotional reaction and it results in producing adrenaline surges and various other things. And it is a very instantaneous thing. That was one of the central themes in the Noble Ape cognitive development was this idea of fear. And desire, particularly in a consumerist society, could be described as wanting to have a particular kind of car, a computer or something like that. It's very heavily intellectualized, it's to do with the future, and it's to do with projecting actions towards the future. It's really quite an interesting concept because you can use it to motivate a lot of very strange phenomena that you only really see in cultures that don't have a lot of fear. There is almost a trading off of fear and desire. For example, if you lived in contemporary Iraq, the potential to be killed and the potential to have explosions around you 
and the potential to need that fear component is probably far greater than the ability to desire things in the future, although you will have desires naturally. I don't think there is any culture where you can eliminate one or the other, although many cultures try to minimise fear, obviously. Not all cultures. And this was something that I found very interesting, thinking about this in an anthropological sense. There is really a movement as the society evolves, want of a far better term, that the fear component is looked to be minimised. And in Noble Ape Philosophic, I talk about fear minimization. This is actually quite an important point in Noble Ape. The idea that being in a herd of Noble Apes will minimise the fear as opposed to being stranded alone in the dark in the middle of nowhere, which will kind of maximise the fear. So this idea of fear and desire was seen to be completely in different realms. The mathematical term is orthogonal, and it means at right angles to one another, where if one of them oscillates in one direction and one of them oscillates in the other direction, neither of those oscillations actually affect the other in terms of direction, the mathematical sense. That's probably about as deep as I'm going to get in terms of the mathematics. But these two concepts, when put together, produced amazing, what I would call kind of cognitive resonance. If you mathematically model it, and this is the cognitive simulation, as you see in the Noble Ape simulation, when you boot it up, the little rotating cubular brain, the stuff that's going on inside, is in one part the fear component, in another part the desire component, in direct competition in some regard, although they're never actually in direct competition. But time is the important thing. So if you think about fear, it's instantaneous. There's nothing analogous to fear in the desire description. There is only the idea that you don't want to be fearful in the future, perhaps. But from these concepts, I was able to build a very very rich cognitive simulation and in fact you can take apart most ideas and put it either in the fear or fear negating desire or desire negating category and it's a very interesting way to look at things as I've done in the example of contemporary societies. So from this what did it give me? Well it gave me a very beautiful mathematical simulation initially but the ability to map reality or the noble apes reality into these relatively abstract terms was more difficult. How do you comprehend desire in terms of sense data actually coming into the ape? And this was something that I thought about a great deal. I then had the perhaps infantile breakthrough that what you could do was just literally pump sense data into this environment and what happens independent of fear and desire and these are mathematical terms as they're represented in the simulation. But independent of these two things, there would almost be, if you're familiar with contour maps that they use in orienteering and various other things, there would be contours that would develop in the brain, in the simulated noble ape brain, that would enable these things to function in a constructive way based on perceptually random input that was in fact connected to vision, potentially sound, these kind of things. And it created a very rich cognitive simulation. However, it was notoriously unpredictable and it was something that required a great degree of fine tuning. The contemporary version of the cognitive simulation came through a number of separate iterances from originally two-dimensional to three-dimensional to then refining the components of fear and desire and continuation that went through the cognitive simulation. If you look at the Noble Ape source code, I'm not sure about the contemporary source code but I think at some stage I actually date stamped when I came up with the current weightings. Funnily enough, you can through text files alone, you don't even need to recompile a simulation, play with the desire and fear mixes in 
the Noble Ape simulation. And what does that give you? Well, that gives you an ability quite sensitively, and these are just numbers. You're just literally saying, I want this much fear and this much desire and this much what I will call normal, which is basically neither fear nor desire, but just continues what has gone on previously. And you can create your own special cognitive simulation blends out of these three things. And it's fascinating. There is an awake and an asleep. When I created Noble Ape initially, I thought there needed to be differences between how the brain handled a sleeping state and how the brain handled an awake state. But there are these kind of ideas that run through. And there's an additional caveat that I need to make. With the introduction of ApeScript, which is the Noble Ape scripting language, you can find it through the Noble Ape website relatively easily. It's in the Noble Ape manual as you download the simulation. If you load the simulation manual in HTML, which comes with the downloaded simulation, there will be a full discussion of ApeScript and how to program an ApeScript and implement stuff. In any case, when you use ApeScript, you have the option to do your own cognitive simulation in the brain space. You can do whatever you want with the memory, basically. However, by default, the cognitive simulation is on. So you can play with the cognitive simulation as it exists currently purely through ApeScript. The amazing thing with ApeScript is the apes don't even have to move. You can create purely stationary apes that are sitting there like some kind of, I don't know, Buddha noble ape in a, you know, meditative fashion and purely comprehending whatever information you're putting in. All this ability is there. It's just a matter of how far you want to tinker with, to paraphrase the BBC Radio 4 interviewer. So that is fear and desire. That is the noble ape cognitive simulation fundamentally. And that really gives you an opportunity to start thinking about what the cognitive part of noble ape is about. I'm doing this in a kind of general sense because I do get the impression that there are a lot of new listeners that are coming to this podcast. And I wanted to just give, I guess, a kind of median level of the stuff that I'd be talking about in future ape realities. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.